0: Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Scarves Only Know, your favorite Beach Voice podcast. And this week, we have a very special guest here with us, Quinn Robinson. Hello. Sunday Mourners. Oh, yes. Oh, my God.
1: Wait. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I've heard a lot about this. Oh, yeah.
0: If you're you're in uh, the Southern California area, you might have heard. Of uh, the fabulous Sunday Mourners. The
2: newest and biggest rock and roll sensation to hit the airwaves. Yeah. Since the Beach Boys themselves.
0: Yeah. Some say uh, some, some obviously a lot of Velvet Underground ins- inspiration, sound inspired sound, but Beach Boys are up there as well. Because really, every member of your band has been low-key talking to me about the Beach Boys recently. Yeah, except, I know. Except for Z, but I know Z knows everything. So Z, I don't know
2: if Z likes the Beach Boys as much as me or Casey does. They all got jealous that I that I got that I got an episode, so they all want to scramble get <laughs> each member on the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, and we certainly will. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, we're really excited to have you on.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, and um. W- I chose you for the Love You episode because you introduced me to this album back at your old place in Venice Beach. Yeah. What a uh,
2: perfect place yeah. to hear that album for the first time too.
0: Yeah. It was really media. something something brand new. Like the Beach Boys were not on my radar at the time.
3: Mm. You just
0: you were like, like, check this out. And you like picked up the record and just threw it on. And right away I was like, well, pretty much everything you put on the record player, I'm like. Whoa, like what is this? Like, um, you know, everything from John Cale to to that. But yeah, it's just, oh yeah, and who can forget Bob Dylan's evangelical uh oh yes yeah. But yeah, love you was uh right off the bat, like a really fun, crazy sounding, different. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, do you guys have any like w- when you think of love you, like what comes to mind? Well, I just think of how uh
2: like jagged it is it's like kind of like aggressive for a beach boys album brian's voice in particular which we'll get into more but like it doesn't sound like like you know what one might think a beach boys record but it also it sounds almost more like a punk band trying to record a beach boys sounding record yeah because all the songs you know what i mean it almost sounds like the songs themselves and the lyrical content it all sounds like a band that's trying to write early 60s Beach Boys music. And that's, I think, what makes it so interesting, you know. Um, especially considering like the whole context of it, where it's this is right after Brian's, you know, period of inactivity and when he was kind of in bed for, you know, I think probably like three years. And this is also the first record that he has full control over since the smile sessions, like 10 years prior. So it's um it's a really, really kind of bizarre and interesting piece, like Pocket and Beach Boys music. And no one really knows about it, to be honest. Like not a lot of people listen to this record.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting time. I think 1977, we just got like a a whole run of albums that are just really experimental and different and not talked about a lot. I, I have like heard... Like in Beach Boy fan circles, like love you is kind of talked about as like their last big like record that was good, yeah uh, i yeah i I am more unfamiliar with the stuff after love you, me um, too, yeah, that's kind of where I would drop off, yeah, but what do you think, Jenny? do you think just the overall aura of love you like what comes to your mind?
1: um, I have to agree with. When where it almost feels like a Beach Boys parody, um, sounding um, and it's really defined by like the unrelenting synth and like drum reverb and like the the chorus vocals. When I first like listened to the album all the way through, that really threw me off. So, yeah, um, and I think also, it was it was Brian's. It was all. It was like another all Brian piece um like you said since the first since the the smile sessions um and I think it was also like the last one he did under the Beach Boys until he moved on to his solo album career.
3: Right. Yeah. So
1: that was like the last one that was like fully his with the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, definitely exactly.
3: feel it
0: like in the tracks like the love songs that are on this uh this thing. They they really have I don't know they have a, a feel to the love songs that Brian wrote in previous yeah. records. Um,
2: oh yeah, they they absolutely um, they definitely do. Uh, it's just it's yeah it's really weird the way it's kind of a little like you know you said it's this one little moment where he was like it's just like his kind of thing in its own piece of time and pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's really different sounding and I that's what I like about it like. Anything that's experimental in nature and like, you know, historically talked about for implementing sounds that were never used before. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: It also sounds interesting because in the pet sounds and the smile days, it was Brian had full control over it, but he was using the best of the best session musicians and like full orchestra, all these things. And this is a really interesting thing because I feel like this is probably the only time we really get this from Brian, but he plays every instrument on it. He's playing the drums, the synths, the pianos. He's programming the drum machines that we hear. So this is kind of like, that's what makes it, I think, have that really interesting sound. And it really is like a piece of its own is that he's literally doing everything aside from, you know, the rest of the band singing on a lot of the tracks,
3: you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it shows too because um it's I think instrumentally and musically a little bit more, I don't know, it it has it explores it kind of there were a few songs on Friends which was like 10 years prior which was our last episode that like made me think like, "Oh, like musically, that's why I liked that the little bird song" but that then That's wrote. one of my
2: favorite on Friends, honestly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And the, the rest of the group didn't like it as much, but I was like, I like that it goes like in w- weird places musically that you wouldn't expect, but it's cool.
2: It's a, it's a really cool, it's a cool sounding song. And it's I think it was Dennis's first uh, songwriting contribution.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: But yeah, it, it does. That does carry through. Friends does carry through in a weird way as well to this record. I kind of feel like I listen to them at the same time was that the last episode you guys put out?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that's, that's perfect then.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so this is our third episode on, uh, you know, first one was today. Mm. Then we like jumped ahead to friends and now we're on love you. But I think out of all three of them, weirdly, even though this album was like 11 years after or or not quite nine years, um, Mm. after friends, it's like, uh, it feels like there's some kind of connection there,
2: oh absolutely um I think that comes from the fact that he was so dormant. uh it's kind of like as if this was the next record he would have released in you know if it if after smile say he did a record all on his own in nineteen seventy or something like I feel like these songs have just kind of been baking, and I think that's
0: why there's like a through line yeah that's like the theory, it's like here's the stuff I wanna do,
3: yeah. Yeah, and it's great.
0: On the first side, the tra- the first track is "Let Us Go On This Way." Uh, this I think, for me, is a great opener, and I I wanted mm-hmm. to mention just like, like I I don't know what you guys think, but I have been consistently impressed with the openers on each Beach Boys album, and I think it's something they're great at.
2: Mm-hmm. I would I would absolutely agree with that. Uh. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't start this record any other way. The way, he like, that really gruff, yeah, like, right when they, it's like, you, you're kind of shocked, if, you know, it's like, whoa, what's, what's this about? Like, imagine being an avid Beach Boys fan and, like, listening to all of their records up until 1977, and then you buy their next record, and this is what you're hearing, you know, I would be kind of, like, really you know, thrown off by that, <laughs> and it's great.
0: Right, yeah, it has a little bit of that essence, like, with all the backing vocals, like, during the chorus, but then it's it's yeah. kind of got, like, a lot of rock and roll influences, but it's, yeah, it's it's entirely its own thing, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, a message to, to God, like a prayer, like, come on, yeah. everything's going good, like, please let us go on this way. And yeah,
2: it's really yeah. paranoid and like <laughs> like you really like someone and it's awesome, but you're like really anxious that it's gonna end. You know, that's... it's
0: almost like you know it's gonna end, but you're yeah. Like, it's the, you're you're saying the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually how I feel about a track that I wrote recently, or it's a, it's oh, yeah? song recorded recently. It's the closer than before, and mm-hmm. uh, to me that because in my head I know that whole situation was like. Not like like the song is positive and it's like it's like I want to love you, I want to be closer to you, closer than before. But it's like like underneath all that, I know that it's not like it's not gonna work out. That
2: yeah, way. your your subconscious knew what knew what it was doing, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and it's, it's projecting. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what interesting. Do you think, Jenny.
1: Um, I honestly don't have much to say on this, Greg it just wasn't for me. Um, like you guys mentioned, um, I, I, I'm, I'm someone who hasn't really ventured past like, the classic '60s Beach Boys. So I mean, besides Cogito, but um, <laughs>
0: it's new for you.
1: Yeah, that like, it, it was just really new for me. Um, I, I really enjoyed the arrangements on all these tracks, but I think like, just like the vocals really threw me off. Um. But it's really interesting to like hear your guys' perspective on this. Um yeah. And like your comparison to your song closer than before really put into perspective for me, um, lyrically. But um I, th- I think I think, think I good. still haven't gone over the like the shock of like the new sound and stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And
0: it's good that you kind of like have you're more rooted, I think, in the in the sense of uh just the, the sounds of the beach boys and you you're like you know the the gospel of the beach boys and that's like (laughs) the building
1: blocks where yeah
0: yeah, whereas me and quinn were like whoa like this is like you know like more more like other stuff that we like that is so not the beach boys that where it's like kind of worlds colliding i guess but yeah i like that you kind of like are able to like you'll bring that like more like
1: You're natural. the grounding presence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm more conservative with the Beach Boys.
2: <laughs> no, but see, that's exactly what I said right at the beginning. Imagine listening to all the Beach Boys records up until now and you hear this. It's going to...
1: Yeah, gonna, that's gonna, me right now.
2: That's yeah. that's awesome.
0: <laughs> which is a good maybe transition to Roller Skating Child, mm-hmm. which is track two. Um, it's another one that kind of maintains what track one brought, like vibe-wise lyrically i think it's it's pretty fun uh and interesting the tagline roller skating child i don't know if it's i'm pretty sure it's just thrown in at the very end is it is it in the song at all it's the first i think it's the first well, she's it's a roller the skating child. yeah it's the, and then they um, do it again at the end yeah this is like a
2: great example of kind of like what i was talking about with the um I mean, they're all great examples of it, but how it's like, it sounds like a, an attempt to write a song that they wrote in 1962, where it's like picking up girls and we're all roller skating. And there's like lots of like references to like, I don't think it's in this one, but there's in another song, there's like references to being like, I don't want to go to class. And he's like, but he's like 30. And, you know, his <laughs> voice is all rough. And weird. it's so like, interesting. Uh, he I don't wants
1: know. to live the fantasy again.
2: Yeah, he misses the early 60s when he was was skipping class.
0: (laughs) I think there's something special about, like, revisiting that time in your life when you're older. Mm -hmm. Like, you see it a lot in film and and music where, like, the the artist just wants to, like, talk about those glory days again, and it's sometimes not Mm -hmm. the right time or, like, just weird, Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, it's still always
2: a moment. that's interesting too, because in the mid '70s, that was when the Beach Boys were like having a kind of resurgence culturally, because they put out like they had that endless summer comp of greatest hits, and that was like the biggest Beach Boys record for like yeah. five or six years. And <clears throat> Brian started touring again. He started playing with them live, and I feel like there was this whole push, kind of like a the band is back type thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Brian's playing with us. We got our hit with all of our old songs again you know so i feel like there's some kind of subconscious in brian's mind maybe that he's making he's like noticing that and when he's given full power it's like kind of like oh well people seem to re- be responding to this you know so I, it makes sense that like these kinds of songs would be on the forefront of his brain you know because this wasn't what they were doing with pet sounds or love or smile sessions i mean mm-hmm. Um, so that it's an interesting kind of back to basics thing, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like something that could belong on lyrically, like on one of their early records. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting that you mentioned that first comp album, because that's something I heard about in my research a long time ago and kind of buried. But as soon as you said that, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like they released this, this comp album that got, like a weird nostalgia driven through like the fans who knew about them and maybe some Mm -hmm. new fans uh, around that time and then that's that was became one of their best sellers when they (laughs) released their hits Um, yeah that's a very interesting thing when you have like a mini it happens every once in a while when you have like nostalgia from like recent times Mm -hmm. but not not too far but not too recent recent but it's just- yeah like a few years ago or whatever. Yeah. And they put out like memories of that. Um yeah, very cool. What do you think about roller skating child Jenny?
1: Um I liked it. Um I like you said, it was just kind of like emulating the sixties kind of lyrics and um but I mean to me it sounded like apparently it's about Brian's daughters. Um,
2: oh, really? And then
1: I yeah, which was kind of weird to me. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe. But um, yes. then I read into his like biographer's um accounts on this, and his bio- like Brian's biographer creates a song to a quote musical imp- interpretation of the novel Lolita,
3: with Whoa. a lyrical
1: exploration of adolescent sexuality. Oh my so goodness. um two clashing facts there that i don't know how to feel about but um
3: yeah
1: yeah um
3: wow. i didn't know that
1: it's just very interesting interesting yeah. to me i don't know
0: yeah it makes me yeah, wanna, like look closer to the lyrics but...
3: me too
2: that's the that's what i'm talking about where there's like themes of adolescence throughout the whole thing you know what i mean and even the narrators and the positions he's singing from seem to be coming from a place of putting himself in adolescence too. And it's it's really bizarre and, and kind of, you know, something I picked up on, but I didn't know that either, you know.
0: Yeah. I like the I like the line, a love like this happens only one time. That's yeah. like definitely Yeah, but then it goes like straight into we'll make sweet love and when the sun goes down. Yeah, always weird if it is about his daughter. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, that was quoted from Brian himself, so I can't I can't really defend much there. Maybe he just
0: interviewed one of his uh, daughter's partners or something. I don't know. Maybe
1: maybe he's living by yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it will remain a mystery, particular because of the clashing info from the biographer, but. I don't know. That's a question mark. Um, Yeah. Anyways, I I do want to talk about this next track, Mona. Mm -hmm. Because this is, for me, like, one of my favorites. It's just, yeah. Like, my brother and I, we were listening to it in the car this afternoon, and we listened to it, like, three times in a row. It's amazing. (laughs) it's It's a perfect pop
3: track right there. Yeah. Very catchy
2: yeah, you know, rock and rock and rock and roll, music, like, they're just, like, it's on the brain, that, like, 1962. Yeah. And it's
0: so, it. like, it's back in the pocket of Beach Boys, because, like, once again, you have, like, how about an 8 o'clock dinner, how about yeah. a 9 o'clock movie, Won't, how about we get married, like, Yeah, wouldn't that be just, like, groovy? Yeah, wouldn't it be groovy? Like, they're just yeah. jumping right yeah. into, like, I can only imagine what it would have been like to be with one of them, like during that,
3: time. <laughs> like in a relationship,
0: like
2: when they're all like, like speed freaks and like, <laughs> like they this was like a weird like because they're so it's all it's, like they're so wholesome. <laughs> this con- they push this concept, of, or maybe they don't, but we do, or something. You know, it's like, you know, little wholesome songs about cars and stuff, but they're like all at this point like speed freaks, and they sound. <laughs> <laughs> like gruff and like it's so, it's such a weird clashing.
0: We were talking album. about that on the Friends one because you have this really weird duality of like the tracks that are very wholesome, very like w- once you get into the 70s, like American family values, mm. which w- you one could argue was present from the start of the Beach Boys just because mm. they are kind of like a family. Um, but yeah. then they're becoming dads which also I mentioned this album last time because of like the track, I want to pick you up mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, which is like very dad, like, yeah, like very like, or I'm going to have a family in the friends case, or like we're expecting a child. Mm-hmm. Um, And the
2: album sunflower, you know, they're sitting there with all their kids on the cover too, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the other one I mentioned. And like, it's very present. Um, But it's also like, you know, Brian had a very like dark, unfortunate life. Um, for mm-hmm. for the most part, um, you know, not to generalize or anything. Like, no, yeah, we don't know what it was like. You know, I'm sure he had beautiful moments, and he made these wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. records. But it came from a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, the drugs. You know. Yeah. The, the circles Dennis was around and you know, all kinds of crazy stuff going on and be like Mike Love's had,
2: abuse, you know. Yeah. Like
0: Mike Love, yeah. Yeah. Um
2: monster. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We've we've had some uh everyone I've like approached about the the podcast has had some heat to say about mike love
2: oh really i was wondering because i I didn't hear any mike love talk on the first episode so
1: we have yeah wait i don't know that much about mike love what what is his deal
2: he was just really abusive to brian
0: wow Um, like didn't want to do like kind of the cool experimental stuff we're talking about like smile he he was the one pushing
2: against that yeah um Mm. but yeah he, he would like bribe Brian with like hamburgers around this time to get him to write pop songs and like they they're like really really abusive mm-hmm. taking advantage of him of course you know uh and his disposition and uh also he's just like a nazi like trump supporter asshole now like super right wing of course um he's just all around like the worst i hate him yeah
3: oh
1: that's interesting cuz along with like the like wholesome family image that you guys are just discussing i like i feel like a lot of the current beach boys like image that they're trying to push is that a lot they're a lot of the words associated with them are like all american bands or america's band the beach boys they're playing at county fairs and you know all of this stuff um that's really interesting and i also was doing some reading on like the pressure that was being put on Brian to produce hit after hit after hit. Um, and someone I re- like I read this quote from the internet, um, or someone compared the synth parts of this album, like it how it sounds kind of like a treadmill and how it connects to Brian being on the treadmill of having to write hit after hit, which I think is hmm. interesting.
0: Yeah, I've heard like even like people saying this is people have not taken this album seriously and they've been saying it's like satire because of that compilation album doing so well. Brian's like, This is what you want? Okay. Yeah. And, like, here's I wanna pick you up. And like Which here's
2: poignant maybe. Um <laughs> You know but this it's is good, like it's great, no, i don't I don't think he would i don't think he, that's what I was saying earlier. though. I don't really think he would be coming to it to just kind of be like, oh, fuck you, I think it's more like truly really is like, oh, so this is what they want, like okay, I can write those songs. I wrote yeah, them, it's easy, you know, twelve years ago yeah,
3: yeah,
2: um, and that's that yeah that is interesting about the sound of the treadmill. it is kind of like that boom boom like there's a lot of like really it's
0: all kind of a similar rhythm did you did you like mona jenny or what did you think about mona
1: i feel like i should have liked it um for someone who is is so attached to like the sing-songy like four chord 50s love songs but um just wasn't a huge fan of it again um yeah. i i feel like it was a dedication or like a callback to these songs from brian's perspective which i thought was nice but um I just yeah. can't get over the vocals. Like I, I just. They're I think well, me.
3: this one's Dennis, right? Oh, it could. Wrong?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure who's, uh, who's on it, but it's very, it's very repetitive. I was almost trying to figure out, like during all those re-listens, like it's really just that melody.
3: <laughs> na, 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 na.
0: Like it. Yeah. The whole time, there's no. It doesn't go anywhere. That's the whole song. So. Yeah. It's totally, like, if it doesn't work, like, you got two and a half minutes of it, or however long the song is. Yeah.
3: So,
0: yeah. But Johnny Johnny Carson is next. This is another... Silly this is
2: song. my favorite on the record, probably.
3: Yeah, This is the
0: one I showed you. I think. Yeah, it was. It was like, you were like, look at this. It's so weird. Oh Who is doing this, this kind a... of stuff? Johnny
2: Carson. Son, it's so it's just awesome.
3: It feels I took like
2: a talk show, <laughs> show song, yeah. It does, it, it's like his theme song. Um, but it's there's a, like a, a kind of daunting sound to it, you know. Yeah. Uh, he sings, he's singing low, like he, this isn't him, and I, I don't know if it's Talks Brian, I think it's Brian.
0: on the microphone,
2: yeah. It's like really like low down, it's almost like a little country or something. Um, uh-huh. and then there's that bridge too, you know. Where yeah. it, it goes way up. Um, I don't know. It's so I the, something about this song for some reason like scratches some kind of itch. Like I'm obsessed. <laughs> with it. I could listen to this endlessly. I love it. <laughs> it's
0: kind of haunting, but it's yeah. also like it's a full story arc too because it, like, it talks about his struggles. Like there's there's a line like the network is always on his back or something. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, like they're really reading into Johnny Carson. And that's, that's when Brian's as a
2: lyricist, what I love so much about his lyrics and, um, is how observational they are, whether he's writing uh, like a, an external, something about external of himself or his own feelings. They're never really like buried in a lot of language. Um, they're very just like he sit- I feel like he sits down and he's writing, you know, what do I see, how am I feeling right now, like you know on pet sounds, uh I just wasn't made for time his these times the chorus you know he goes sometimes I feel very sad, sometimes I feel very sad, and that's the whole chorus, mm-hmm. and that's some of my favorite shit ever, and this is kind of a another different one, but this is just Brian sitting down. he probably loved watching Johnny Carson on t v and <laughs> started writing a song about him. you know yeah. When guests are boring he fills up the slack so like doesn't really fit in
0: the like cadence either like
1: kind of has yeah. to push the
0: line he's really thinking about what it would be like to be johnny carson mm-hmm. I
1: yeah i really i did i did enjoy this one quite yeah. quite a lot <laughs> i think it was just i think it's also such a great bridge into some of the more bizarre stuff explored later on in the album as well like it's a yeah. it's a shift or a, like a pivoting point for the Yes.
0: Characters. yes johnny this Christ is when we
2: hear it's not all going to be love songs and there's going to be some some funny yeah. stuff
0: it is an indicator <laughs> yeah and then good time is next i i'm having a hard time remembering like what's good time
2: uh i'm having a hard time like placing the melody but i i wrote in my notes and I do know it. It's like it's kind of like got this, it's got a pet sounds sound, maybe even friends, like a late 60s. It sounds like I just wrote this song sounds
3: like magic. Um it's, yeah, I think
1: it I think it was like relatively short.
3: Was, yeah. It's was, like,
1: it, was that the one under a minute?
2: No, that's ding dang.
1: Oh right. Exactly. <laughs> one is, um, <laughs> that
2: one's funny. This one is yeah this is the too one where he's too, just too. like talking about like different girlfriends and how everyone just loves to have a good time. Okay,
1: yeah. I think this, oh, was, this is yes. my favorite. Oh
2: yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. The refrain yeah. it always ends with and they and we just love to have a good time or something like that and it's.
0: Yeah. Okay. The lines about like each, once again they're like, kind of v- very specific in talking about their their <laughs> my girlfriend Penny she's kind of skinny and so she needs her falsies on. She Don't like cooking, but she's real good looking. I miss her when she's gone. And when we and when she gets to dancing, I just feel like romancing, especially. When oh, yeah, close.
2: and when she gets to dancing, I
3: feel na-na-na-na-na.
2: yeah, that's so great. That melody, yeah, it's so it's, nice.
3: Yeah, that was Sounds when like Todd I
2: was, Rundgren or something,
0: yeah, it's so catchy too. It's like there were like this is missing on some of the stuff between pet sounds and like like yeah like I love all yeah. the 70s stuff but it's the catchiness is like the ability to write like something that just gets drilled into your head yeah like it's suddenly there again and I think it might have to do with that itch for that older Beach Boys
3: stuff all the stuff
2: and I think that's Brian too that's he was the master pop writer and they kind of froze him out for a lot of the 70s stuff he would only like have a song or two on, on the, a lot of the records wasn't producing you know so I think that that's really why we're seeing this surface again. The, that real catchy pop thing is probably because this is really you know his record.
3: Yeah,
1: I think this track was recycled, if I'm not oh. mistaken.
3: Oh, you're right. Yeah,
1: Spring, the album. I'm not I was, sure.
2: It's the album. Um, I think it's a uh, sunflower, and then another mm-hmm. band that Brian produced. I think did called American Spring
1: oh it. i see
2: but they well, wrote they it released the
0: version yeah so
2: they yeah, released, released a version in like 72 or something and it was like a flop like it was not a hit and i think brian was kind of just like why not re-release it because in be his mind he was that. like maybe the exposure will do their version good like in his mind he was mm. like be a huge album you know what i mean which is another important you see these little things he says you know yeah
1: no i mean i think it's just my favorite track I just I liked it. I liked the I liked everything about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think
2: I think that and Johnny Carson are definitely two of the up
3: there ones for me and on this right. Right after each other. I know. Which is Doesn't like, mean well, I don't love the rest of it though. Yeah, so true. Um <laughs>
0: honkin' down the highway. Another one which right off the bat like has some really catchy melody.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, highway.
2: The way he says "highways," I, I thought that. that was so funny. It reminds me of um, you can see the lemon twigs on their new. Well, always you can tell they're they're obsessed with the Beach Boys, but on the new record, um,
3: I have it uh, back his,
2: there. I noticed it. Uh, um, I think it's Michael's kind of use of um, like "In My Head," oh, like that. That's, yeah. that's yeah. all what yeah. you get. That all from from the show that's what that's that's a Brian move right there.
0: Yeah. Way? Because it's so like I hear that earlier on the record too. And I forget yeah. which song, but there's like a similar vocal thing. Yeah, that's that's all over this record. Um maybe in Mona I hear that a little bit too. Just in like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I forget where it is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it is in Mona.
0: Yeah. Just in like the way that it goes up at times, like just kind of irregularly, is it's very pleasing and kind of different always. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, it's like a road rage track almost.
2: <laughs> it is a road rage track. It's um adolescent, early sixties, going to see a movie, you know, like eating popcorn. Like which, you know, same thing, like have has about an eight o'clock movie. It's like back to back to the good old Beach Boys type attempt yeah.
1: at scene.
3: Uh-huh. Um, yeah. but oh, very it's- very
1: right. classic rock and roll, like immediately.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And then like the theme of like driving down the highway is very like country. It's very classic mm-hmm. American, I feel. Um, But then it's also really interesting because there's like that unapologetic synth in the background, um, yeah. which is always funny to me. But um, yeah, I like this
2: which yeah since yeah it's that's all over and i don't think the beach boys really had a lot of them up until now and i i love that brian just came out and decided to slap it on the back of all of these yeah. songs yeah kind of the whole record because it's but so crazy yeah the chorus is really funny i guess i've got away with girls like i like he's like angry He's like, I hope, you know, I hope she's going to want to stay with me. It's like all these wishful things. And then the (laughs) chorus is, but I guess I've got away with girls, you know, like, it's like he's, I don't know.
0: It's yeah. And Uh, I just like the gosh darn, like gosh darn. Yeah. (laughs) Hunking down the gosh darn highway. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Censoring himself.
0: Yeah. Say, goddamn. That's so 60s also. Yeah, exactly. Like not saying the word. Yeah, Hello. exactly.
2: Gosh darn, it's so funny.
0: And then ding dang right after, like yeah, ding dang immediately.
2: Um, if do you know the story of this song?
0: No, please enlighten us.
2: <laughs> it was co-written by Roger McGuinn of the Birds, because what? yeah, Roger McGuinn was well, quote unquote co-written, but Roger McGuinn was Brian's like speed dealer at this point, so Brian would get all of his his amphetamines from Roger, who'd come over, he would like wander over to his house and ask him for some. And I, I think the story goes that he he gave him some speed and then he went to bed and he woke up and the next morning Brian had not slept and the whole night he was just playing ding dang the <laughs> entire time writing that song. Um the whole night. And but I think this was in like 72 or something. And he they didn't do anything with it. And Brian probably I think it said he recorded it like a hundred times. And any time they were making a Beach Boys record, whoever walked into the studio, it said they would be subjected to Ding Dang, and he would make mm-hmm. them listen to it. And everyone was like, and it finally found its home on this record, and it's less than a minute long.
0: Yes. Yes, Ding Dang.
3: And it it's awesome. Wow.
0: That's exactly what I would hope for a track like that. Like, it couldn't be written better. I know. In history.
3: <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't
2: that great? Yeah it's just that one lyric. I love a girl, I love her so madly. I treat her so fine but she treats me so badly.
0: <laughs> that, Which that like could, I don't like, know how that sum goes. up all of the Beach Boys discography with one yeah.
2: song. <laughs> it would be ding dang. That's I think that is their that's the Beach Boys song. I
3: well, think that's pretty perfect.
0: <laughs> I love this track. It's so now now knowing the history I love it
3: even more.
2: Yeah, it's I mean, it's like kind of the one of those songs that if I was driving with some people and this came on on a playlist, I would like rush to skip it, I think. It's one of those <laughs> things that I feel like I would feel embarrassed, you know, if it was someone I didn't know well enough or yeah, something like that. It requires
1: a very special to people to yeah, continually like,
3: listen to. <laughs> you weren't yeah, not supposed to hear, hear that
2: one. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can't, you can't just throw this one on, but. um,
3: Yeah, uh, a guilty but, pleasure. But it, yeah,
2: but it's great. It's really funny.
3: That is
0: crazy, wow! And uh, that's the closer to the first side. Mm. Um, side two opens with a track called "Solar System," which is really interesting track. It's yeah. just, it's got like a lot of dimensions because it's talking about the solar systems, but it's also talking about mythology and astrology. I think,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, very
0: mystic. It is very mystic, and this is another... But it also one. feels like it could be for kids.
2: Yeah, well, it's like it's the melody in,
0: in on its
2: own even sounds very, like, learning what the planet... Like, it feels like it could have been on one of those, like, cartoons that would teach you about something, you know? Yeah.
0: What do the planets mean?
2: Like, it sounds like something like that.
0: The solar system gives us wisdom. That's great. I love that
2: line. Um. Yeah, this one's... This is another, like, great observational writing what I was talking about earlier, where it's kind of he just sat down and I don't know what might spark that but he had the idea to write a song about the solar system. And he's just kind of I feel like he just sits and lets the questions or observations come and puts them down. And that's how he leaves it. Like, what do the planets mean? What is this, you know, like, it, it's, it's really interesting, this one. Yeah.
3: It
1: almost feel well, not kind of, to me, I got the impression that the solar system is kind of in the same vein of or kind of like a callback or echo of California girls, just in the way it kind of lays out everything for you.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is
1: interesting. Familiar in that way.
2: It's a new age California girls and this one's about space.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's all out on the table.
2: Yeah. You're kind of you're very right. It's funny. It's a it's a great it's a great song, um, definitely not like the one I put on the most on this record, probably, but I I love it nonetheless.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like lyrically, I I don't know as much sonically, but it feels like it could be a good nighttime track. Yeah. Or like almost getting near going to sleep. Yeah, I would agree. Vibe wise, um, dusk. It's dusk. A yeah, dusk track. Mm-hmm. And then that goes into the night was so young. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> this one, I I
2: think is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I've been pulling up the lyrics because they help me remember the melody. I can't yeah. remember,
3: but Well, the
1: but, the first thing I thought when I listened to this were that the verses are very like Radio Gaga, like Queen because it just like starts off like the. Oh. i think
2: yeah oh yeah that's totally yeah no i totally hear that i, I
0: love have, that i love that I guitar out at that time because no. we were talking about influences and like how finally when friends oh, well, came see. out we were starting to see like other influences and very hmm. interesting to see how this stuff was influencing other things which yeah, I think requires like a very intensive knowledge. Like you have to know when stuff came out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for for, for sure. listeners who haven't figured out yet, we weren't around for <laughs> these releases. Um, yeah,
2: these you it, it you can see it. This one less so. I think I read somewhere that a lot of the punk people really liked this album
3: because people kind of call it their punk record, which I would I would agree with that. Um. But yeah, I, I I um this one's
2: really pretty as well. This sounds to me though like like it this one is so like friends area or just mile sessions, like that guitar part. Or even it sounds like maybe like uh let's go away for a while on pet sounds or the cell or the title track on that record too. Like uh, sonically it's yeah it's this is a really great nighttime song. I can actually attest to that one. I put it
0: on a lot of mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So side two so far is it's
3: like night
1: oh, oh, I the learned I learned that this song was about um Brian's mistress, Debbie. Oh really? Um which is drama because later on he has oh yeah, in Let's Put Our Hearts Together it's literally him and his wife singing.
3: Yeah. Which is bold. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> which is also a great love song, but we'll get to mm-hmm. it. There's one track in between, which is I'll bet he's nice, which is yeah. another inter- this kind of this is almost like i I think i was I was listening back to our, our friend's episode, and Alanis made a comment that was so like smart about the track um about uh when a man needs a woman like it's like raising a child and it's like they make things like you my son and alana said like we're talking about like obviously the nature of the strangeness of that lyric uh in the whole track but and the sweetness of it too but it's kind of like the songwriter brian talking to the the child which at that point was unborn but Mm. like talking to the child but really it's kind of like a subtle like. Like, he's really talking to the mom because it's really a love song. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is almost that way, too, because it's like, like, I'll bet he's nice. It's not really talking to someone, but it's like talking about how the the guy who's with his girl now is better than mm-hmm. him, and he knows it, and it's hurting yeah. him. But also, like, I feel like only a good person would say that. Like, I feel like most people would, like, you know, want to hate the person that... Yeah.
2: I thought I thought it was super interesting. Yeah, it's interesting you said that about the last one too, about his mistress, because I I didn't know that. And my it's it's kind of riddled with like unrequited love. It feels like he's just kind of thinking uh, the night was so young. I mean, and so I wrote my notes too. it. Almost feels like these are two of the same characters where he's worrying in one track and in the next track. Now it's you know now he's like all right, well she's moved on, and I bet he's the new one is nice and better than me um
0: that could yeah. be why they're together maybe yeah maybe um, they are maybe you're onto something
3: hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't know i thought i thought it was this is an interesting one um, yeah. uh it wasn't
2: it's not the probably my favorite favorite on the record but it yeah, it's has another it's another
0: oddball the,
2: yeah but uh, it definitely has its place and you know Lyrically, this
3: to me it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I I do find that kind of there's a lot of that on here.
3: Yeah.
2: It's kind of a paranoid record. <laughs> Weird way, you know.
3: I can feel the paranoid.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well that's probably the amphetamines they were all really oh, into. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, and then the next one is Let's Put Our Hearts Together, which is the one that has Marilyn on it.
0: Yes. Good love song yeah i didn't know like the drama of their marriage did they stay married
2: um i think that this was they stayed married i think i think they divorced maybe like a year or two after this i don't quote me on that because i'm not sure they were married at this point at least um but this was like i said when brian was like bedridden and like didn't do anything and was just like high all the time
0: so interesting Because yeah, it has the feel of like a new love. Also, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like they've obviously the two of them have been down a long road, a long and rocky road mm-hmm. of different relationships, and they're like, Hey, let's try it. Let's yeah, that's
2: it's together. kind of like a new new like a rebirth of a love or something. Um interesting.
1: That's funny because I, I read um that. Brian admitted that he got his wife. The reason he got his wife on this track was really just because he inadvertently wrote it in a key that was out of his range. Oh really? So, <laughs> I think that would speak to the stage in their marriage that they were at.
0: It wasn't meant to be a duet after all.
2: That is, yes. that's really interesting, and you can kind of see that the way, that's how, so how Brian would write something. I think. I think he inadvertently writes a lot of uh, introspective lyrics, but I feel like a lot of the time he's also just trying to write a pop song. What's relatable? What? 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 Maybe I'll write about a ho- That's why all the records kind of are all over the place. They have songs about love, about breaking up, about this. And, you know what I mean? There's not like... Having
0: a good time.
2: Yeah, there's not like this is their breakup album and this is their whatever album. It's yeah. like kind of...
0: It doesn't have a theme. In. It's just love you. Yeah. And love That's, life and love Beach Boys.
2: Yeah. That's so interesting that, that he just wrote it out of a key in his range.
3: <laughs> That's also like just,
2: of course, would Brian would accidentally yeah. put a song too high, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, whoops. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 10 years ago, 10 years before, he would have been able to yeah. sing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, not after that with all the gruffness.
0: Yeah. But then we get another kind of baby track I want to pick you up. Which, this is
2: the pitch this is like the baby
0: track. This is the like this puts all the other baby t- tracks to shame because now yeah. the baby is here, maybe multiple babies, you know, by the time, you know, many beach boys probably have had children now. Yeah. And uh I do this is uh kind of it's song related um but d- have you ever heard Alex Chilton's cover of this? No way. He covers this? Yeah. Of course he would. That's insane. And I think it's a studio track too, somehow.
2: I'll send it That's to really, you. Yeah, send it to me. I've never heard that. That's uh, really
0: easy. Somehow I found it. I can't remember if I found it during. I think I was like, like during the. Like we're calling this the Beach Boy Summer, Jenny and I. And oh, yeah. Just, like listening to Boy Summer. It's a lot. Boys um, summer. Hey, that's every summer. Right. If you're, if you're right. You're smart. <laughs> I was, I was listening. I was rotating Love You like subtly into the playlists and like, you know, the listening to different albums. But I was like kind of always keeping Love You on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And like this track, especially like I played around my family, like just to get a laugh sometimes. <laughs> but It's like I don't know. There's something about like the pat, 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 mm-hmm. pat, patter pat on her butt, but it's yeah, time to sleep so the weird. Like
3: it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: so, it's like it's almost hypnotic and just like what is happening. But it, I kind of feel it like it's yeah, it's a really bizarre
2: account, which makes sense for his I guess mental state when he's writing these things. Like it feels very like druggy and kind of. Weird, but he's he's watching his children grow up, and he's kind of like, wow, you know. I feel like it's kind of like a where did all the time go type thing because he's because his kids were probably like ten by this point, you know, 10, <laughs> 9. Yeah, and yes. so I feel like when you're bedridden and strung out for so long, I feel like it, I don't know. It's a really it's a bizarre song and <laughs> on this album,
1: it is indeed bizarre because I have yet another controversial Brian quote um, oh on this goodness. song um, because according to him, it's actually about like a man fantasizing that a woman is, yeah. quote, small like a baby.
0: I, 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 so, I kind um, of recognize that like quickly because it's not... It I, thought, I thought it was like I like just saw a
1: really a wholesome moment, but um, all the yeah. lyrics are just
3: kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. With that in that right now, yeah, it's I kind of because I listened
0: to the I think I heard the Alex Chilton version first, maybe, it, depending on not if we played it that one time when we spun the record, um, like this version, I mean the the album version, but yeah, like I kind of got that, like which makes sense that Chilton would cover it because he's kind of like a wrong he's a player. little more sinister, yeah. <laughs> Um, I am. Um, I'd be interested to
2: like see where these uh, quotes are coming from, like what era he's talking about it in, because you know what I mean, like.
1: Yeah, was, I never got like the citations of when he said these things.
2: Well, I'm sure that they're like in passing or like in interviews yeah. or something. we like that's just like an interesting concept. Probably
1: not super meant to be quoted on. In yeah, something like, he said that
2: hung out like studio chatter or talking to whoever yeah yeah i don't know that's yeah. that's yeah
0: which there's a lot of or like you know remastered edition like or like new tours like of the past two decades where he's like up there with mike love just standing like you know and they've got yeah. mics in everyone's face like so tell us about you know surfing safari yeah <laughs> or whatever
3: uh yeah this yeah. This, I knew
2: I I knew there's there's like
0: a I knew there is what a it
2: idea. is there's something bizarre about this song yeah <laughs> you know it, it
0: feels like it feels like a comparative like it doesn't feel like you're talking to a baby it well it's like because you're
2: you are still a baby to me you know that's yeah. the first yeah uh, like, yeah
0: like you're it's it's a it's like a simile which is like... And,
2: and this is another one sung by Dennis I think which is also interesting
0: right like it um, could be. I think it could just be another like twisted love song of the Beatles, yeah, of, of the Beach Boys. That where they're just like the, you know, they're just kind of putting it out there, and they're like trying to be, you know, like pleasant in their writing, but it's just like another like another one that fell through the cracks, maybe. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well what do you get when you when you put these types of people at this place in their life trying to write pleasant love songs is you get something like like I wanna pick you up. You know what hypnotic. I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. But there is something there is something to the outro that is so hypnotic. It's but in the production uh as well, the way it's like like there's like a weird
0: like uh, flute type thing.
2: Yeah, and there's like a weird rhythm um, like it's like really, yeah. I don't know. It is kind of, of like Dromeoma. this
0: might be the track that starts the electronic drum. Or some kind of...
2: Mm, I, yeah, maybe it is this one. Because it's got that weird... Boop, 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 you know, like yeah, that yeah. kind of weird... Is that this one? I can't remember.
0: It's somewhere on the back end.
2: Yeah, it's Just either like... this one or um, one of the other ones. I don't know. I think it might be this one, though.
0: And I feel like the same thing can kind of be made about The final track love is a woman Mm -hmm. but before then we have airplane which is just like i guess supposedly i don't know deep cut but although uh, the 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 real sunday mourner fans will know (laughs) that you guys have a song a song called airliner which is did you guys record it yet
2: no we're recording it uh mid-july oh if you're back by then you can come hang out but yeah, we're recording it at at a real studio this time. Oh, that would be so. That would be cool. It's funny you mention that because in no way was inspired by this song. But um, but Airliner is a song that also could very well be on Beach Boys Love You. <laughs> uh, for Jenny who doesn't know our music, <laughs> it's a song that it's a love song. I wrote for for uh an airplane but it's not really like a tender love song it's like you're really horny for this airplane <laughs> and you love going on plane rides more or less if, if, am i wrong in that assumption uh tom i think it's
0: i think that's you know. how you opened it once when i saw you play it you were like this song's about wearing a fucking airplane
2: yeah that that sounds like <laughs> me um yeah that, yeah which honestly that's that is a really funny comparison to beach boys love you because that really would fit very it would well fit,
1: yeah um <laughs> yeah, yeah but and this, no, this song
0: is just about the pleasant like like oh I love which for as someone who has airplane anxiety or it's like I think I'm like starting to chillax I think mm-hmm. it was going to France by myself that was like really I was like shaking it oh shit it wasn't it wasn't as much where I was like really scared because I came back and I was like okay
3: like mm-hmm. I got this you're
0: fine
1: yeah I feel like this would have been I, I like I, a good song to know back when we were at the peak of like air travel last semester like we were on planes so like frequently i feel yeah but i don't know this we could. very pleasant and sweet mm. song would have been extra relevant
0: yeah and it's really yeah like, the engines well, filling your ears like oh the beach boys <laughs> it happened to them yeah. too
2: <laughs> but it's another this one's really like loaded considering. Brian, what caused him to stop touring was his panic attack on an airplane. Oh yeah,
3: returning. Oh. And that's
2: something I've always noticed with this. Is it's so? And it almost seems more like it's an exercise or something. Brian in the plane mentally more like we're over the city. Look at the houses. Look at the cars. Everything's cool. Like I can hear this. This is what I'm noticing. Like calming himself down because again,
0: observational.
2: It's observational, yeah. but this is like a. Yeah, but it's like a po- very poignant observation that's how i've always read it because i was like yeah. it's so placid this song and like serene and it feels like the best parts of being on an airplane but
1: mm-hmm. you which think about also... brian so weird. it's yeah interesting it's overcompensating to in order to ground oneself
3: mm-hmm. yeah yes.
1: and also that's like, like the fantasy. you know the steps you go through to like remind yourself that yeah you're here
3: you're now yeah
0: yeah yeah like uh affirmations but it's like a fantasy too it's like the whole record is just like this is the past 10 years like literally since Mm. like the past 12 years since pet sounds have been crazy even before pet sounds he stopped touring so it's like a reflection of like all that has been the craziness but it's also just like You don't see it like it's it's all underlying because everything is presented so pristine and it's just so dreamlike. I
2: yeah, it's a really dream album. Yeah, um, yeah, it has just been crazy, you know, and and it's just been deterioration emotional and mental for Brian and Mm -hmm. and also something I don't think I mentioned, but this was the first year that he started working with uh jim landy i think jim landy is his name something landy the like really uh parasitic uh psychiatrist who began like oh. severely drugging and emotionally and physically abusing brian for about the next 10 years of his life before oh, he that re-
0: his side yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so this was
2: so that's another interesting thing to think about and yeah. Brian's headspace in writing this song is not only is it all this stuff with the Beach Boys, but he's working with this terrible man who's furthering you know the abuse that that he yeah already gets from you his know struggle his father or his family or whatever. yeah, so um, that is that that's just something I've also noticed, and that the how placid and pretty this song is is <laughs> weird to me' it's I don't a sh- know.
0: sharp contrast yeah to to real life but
2: but then there's the chorus too it's almost got like a sunday morning kind of vibe where it's like um look out the world's behind you it's like a pretty song but as you read the lyrics it's really a very paranoid song and the line that stands out for this is in the chorus uh airplane airplane carry me back to your side airplane airplane i need god as my guide down down to the ground I can't wait to see your like, like that always brings it back to me where it's like I need God as my guide. That's a scary. He's scared there, you know.
0: And down, down to the ground. But then it's like I feel like the very last song is like, or not song lyric is like, Mm -hmm. like I can't wait to see you. Like we've landed, and now I'm gonna see. Yeah.
2: And it's it's, again hypnotic. It's like repeated a lot. I can't wait to see your face. I can't wait to see your face. I can't.
0: Yeah.
3: It's this is a, a really loaded song. I've always thought. Wow. Yeah. This is like the peak of the,
0: the album, and then we get we get the the closer "Love Is a Woman." How do you guys feel about this one?
1: Um, I really like the instrumental on this one. I think it was Mm -hmm. my favorite arrangement with the flutes. Um, yeah. Yeah,
3: I would agree Um, with that. It's really pretty sound. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I feel like like this one for me isn't one that. Like I'm necessarily wanting to go back to right away, but it is mm-hmm. I think it's a fitting closer for this album in particular
3: mm-hmm.
0: um it's not like a huge exclamation mark, but it's just like you know it's it's another pretty stamp
3: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, um just uh I don't know, it's sweet like you can you can feel the sweet intention. And really get that, even though there are tracks, like, I want to pick you up, like, t- literally two songs before this. It's just, you can feel the intentions of it, I guess. And to yeah. me, it doesn't feel malicious, it feels the, the, the total opposite.
3: Yeah,
2: I would agree with that. Um, It's, it's, yeah, I don't know, it, it definitely, it nails its its job it does its job at being a pretty pop song, a pretty way to close it musically. And I definitely agree. I've I've taken it as a as a you there there doesn't seem to be malintent or like any kind of weirdness. It seems more
3: Yeah. It's it's
0: very sweet. I I will say lyrically, like now looking at it, I forgot that hook that's literally counting one, two, three, mm-hmm. three, she's fallen in love with me. And it's just like that would be something that's like on today, like or one of those like yeah mid sixties pre pet sounds like where they're literally counting, you know, in the hook yeah. or something. Yeah. Um you can tell them they're like tapping back into that, which I don't mind like mm-hmm. because the the album is called Love You. Um mm-hmm. which there isn't like a title track for on this one, which I mean that's the first time we've seen it so far. I mean, there wasn't one on the beach boys today, but that's kind of like a standalone title. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like you would see that like, like at a grocery store or something like out on a, a shelf, like the beach boys today with an exclamation, but this one is like, literally love you. It feels like an artistic statement where it doesn't have to be a song on the album. mm,
3: Hmm. Um,
0: well it's kind of yeah, it's just kind of the album itself, which we were talking about. Yeah.
2: It can be any of these songs, you know. The cover is really nice too. I love the album
3: cover. Ah,
2: it's so cool. Yeah. The like mosaic, mosaic. quilted thing. I don't know. Yeah. I've that's like that's really oh, and I have the physical record and something I noticed that was interesting on the inner sleeve, there's like a message from all the Beach Boys. Um to Brian being like, "Dear Brian, I wish I brought it in uh it's like dear Brian, the beach Boys really care for you, and we honor your whatever, and it's like just like this really like an admittance of how much they love and and um I don't know cherish his additions to the group and it right it's right under this photo of Brian and his wife um like hugging or something i just thought that was a really f- interesting addition to this album you know to have that in there
3: wow
0: yeah that's <laughs> sweet i didn't know but back- i always loved to hear like the back cover or the inside cover like stuff like that because i didn't know that that's that's beautiful but it also yeah. I, it makes me wonder like is, is this album like them kind of being like all right like yeah well think about
2: it them. because it's kind of
0: A similar thing
2: happened to Smile Sessions too. They had a follow up for this that got uh, shut down, Mm -hmm. ostensibly by Mike Love. We can always just blame it on him. (laughs) But um,
3: yeah,
2: it does. That does give it another layer to it, you know. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: We love you now. Now go go back to bed, and we'll keep making (laughs) bad, you know, worse and worse (laughs) records.
0: Yeah wow well love you i think this was like a very like we really got down to the nitty-gritty of the like track by track like this one really felt like like we were getting to it you know I don't yeah know about you too. but no, i felt that too <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: which i knew having quinn like <laughs> quinn's the mastermind but
3: oh. <laughs> um, hardly
0: I think uh now 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 more than ever would be a great time to give our scarf rating out of uh uh out of 10 scarves. How many
2: scarves? 10
3: scarves. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. This is definitely up there for me. Uh it's
2: Pet Sounds, Smile sessions and Love You are like probably my top 3 Beach Boys records. I'll give this one um I'll give this eight scarves. It's record for me. Seven. Seven or eight, I would say.
3: That's
0: great.
2: I'd say seven point five. That's what I'm gonna settle along. Wait, seven am I allowed to do point five?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. What, what do you think, Jenny? I, I'd say so. <laughs>
1: um well I originally this is it's gonna be my lowest score thus far. Um, as much as I've loved learning so much and discussing so much behind each track with you guys. Um, because in terms of like the backstory and the lore behind each track i I feel like it's the most abundant out of all that we've discussed so far, yeah. but just like generally, off of my first listen like my gut was just to get like this just, just feels like a five out of ten scarves to me um <laughs> and I can't like I think I put one of. The ones that we've listened to at six out of ten, so I can't make it that same one, I feel. So yeah, maybe a five and a half stars. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's like like we said, it's it's a record that puts it all out on the table for you.
1: It's a very divisive and if
0: it's not for you, then it's like it won't be. Knowing that you appreciate like the lore and like, you know, the chats that we've had so far, like that's totally a valid.
1: Yeah, it makes it worthwhile for
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. I would say, okay, I really love this record.
3: No, me too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what score to give it. I guess just because there's some, like, I don't know. I haven't listened to it like endlessly yet. Mm. Um, yeah. And
0: there's still, like, I feel, I still feel like I could really get into it. Whereas the past two episodes, I felt like I really, really surrounded myself with the album. Like, this one, I felt like I knew already. So that I, like, not that I put it off, but I just, like, not until the past few days have I really, like, listened to the full thing once a day at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because of that, I'll say I want to give it more time, but. For now, I'll also give I'll give it like an eight scarves. Um, I was I was thinking about nine. But... I was
2: thinking about nine too. <laughs> I was having a hard time. It, it's it's so yeah, it's a divisive record. Um,
3: yeah.
2: It kind of uh. Doesn't make it very easy to be rated this one.
0: Yeah, but I'll keep thinking because there's a lot of I really like sunflower.
2: And mm-hmm.
0: i want to get more into wild honey
2: me um, too that's the one I, I need to get more into
0: um yeah i've talked about do you know the track darlin on Wild yeah, Honey? yeah darlin's that's great a
2: that's a great song
0: i love that song i said it last time too i'm gonna keep talking about it until it's time
2: <laughs> until it's time to do the episode
0: but yeah but mona is a great you know this one's got mona and johnny carson yeah, and ding dang, ding
2: dang. <laughs> it's got some beautiful songs and it's got some bizarre songs. And what else could you want in an album?
0: Yeah, well, I will give it. I'll give it. You know what? I'll give it nine scarves. Why not? I don't have. Whoa. I don't have any.
3: Uh...
0: Yeah, I'm gonna put in some kind of ding ding celebration here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any ding ding memes. I have to like do a deep dive now. Yeah,
3: do a deep dive. Um,
0: yeah. Well, uh, everyone, I wanna uh, thank you for listening, and uh, if you're watching, uh, thanks. Uh, I I want to thank Quinn for coming on the show. Uh, everyone, check thanks. out Quinn. Uh, Quinn's Instagram, sauerkraut rock, and also the Sunday mourners. Sunday morning. The most, uh, I, I would say, the band to look out for, you know, in Southern California and just in general, within the next few months, especially since I know now that you'll be recording. In, Thank you. In the summer, I'm in very, the summer. Very looking forward to
3: hearing it. Yeah. Thanks for those kind words.
0: Oh, always. Yeah, and uh, hope maybe someday. The scarves will play will open for you or something. I don't
3: anytime. know. Anytime we'll play with you anytime.
0: The scarves have <laughs> to go electric, but yeah. Well things in progress. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys, and uh I'm gonna stop recording now, but thank you.
3: It's